You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hello, Michael. Andre! It's nice to see you. It's Although nice to see you, been, too. You've been caught in the rain, it seems. I have been caught in the rain. It is November 1st when we're recording this, and we're actually setting up a podcast that we recorded right in the middle of summer. When it was nice and hot, and actually it rained while we were there, too, if I remember correctly. In the morning, we went for our walk in the woods. Which walk in the woods? We went for a hike in Saguenay. Oh, that's not the one we're supposed to be setting up. Oh, what are we setting up this time? <laughs> we're doing the one with Thomas. Oh, well, <laughs> it was raining in Saguenay, but we'll get to Saguenay at some point, too. Yep. But yes, Thomas, we um, we didn't walk with Thomas in the woods. No, but you took a picture of Wes Lowry holding a clump of dirt to his mouth, so we know that he knows his dirt tastes good. Yeah. Yeah. So we've already released that podcast, if you haven't heard it, the West Lowry podcast, talking about Five Rows and the amazing stuff that that family is doing. Yeah. So this must be uh, the, jump. the one where, yeah. That's Stump where, yeah, the jump. Yeah, yeah. We did it last year. Thomas really loved it. And uh, we asked him back, obviously, to talk part two, which we've already released. Yep. And then we said, how would you like to do another Stump the Chump? And he was so excited by it that he brought some of his own wines yep. stump and you I, I guess i'm not going to ruin the surprise but he's really funny to play stump the chump with yes he's so bad at it when he's pouring his own stuff well to be honest i think we were both we were all pretty bad at it this year no compared no to last year. if you remember he would tell us what the wine was oh yeah he did while he was pouring it yeah yeah that's right he was, <laughs> he was pretty excited so anyway let's get straight to it uh you asked for it you wanted the best you've got the best the hottest winemaker in Niagara, the one, the only, Thomas Bachelder. And Stump the Chump. We are back with Thomas and a little Stump the Chump, but before we did that, we did a little uh, off-camera, off is that what we're going to call it? No, yeah, off-camera off tasting, yep. A little off-camera tasting of a lovely Domaine Calus Reserve de Domaine Pinot Noir 2015. This is current, correct? Yes. It's. Uh, I love this wine. I think it's really concentrated. Where's it? Where's the vineyard from? Or the vineyard, vineyard is Mountain View and Green Lane, or or Mountain View and King Street. That is one half of this blend. The other half of it is the old Le Closure and Dan La Petite Colline, and it is on again King Street and Eleventh in Jordan Love, and uh, half and half. And you've got bench and just below the bench makes for a really powerful, lovely wine. Yeah, there's a lot of concentration in that wine. Andre's just kind of got a glazed look in his eye. I'm not really sure what he's... He's saying, when's the next Chardonnay? Yeah, that's probably ah. what he's... So, <laughs> it's just, once again, like, this This has, uh, in in the last podcast, I talked about the great mouthfeel that the um, the Pinot had. Wait, did I talk about that? No. No, I was talking about the Chardonnay. You may not have, but I think it was a Chardonnay. Yeah, it is a very different wine. It's got a little bit more earthiness, acids a little bit more more biting and the tannins are a little firmer on this oh for sure it's a little more tense just so, tense can That's i say one more thing about it. beamsville go ahead so instead of talking about only kilos uh like harold teal and 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 john mark bouchard and then and then sort of you know one of my great buddies um uh, marlies bears and now jay johnson he used to work at the clo and he's worked at so many great places those guys are all real burgundians with fine palates but the wines, the Pinots at Hidden Bench are beautiful, perfumed, but very dense because Beamsville's dense. It's closer to the lake. That's my take on the terroir. Now that I'm working there with Caelus and with Batchelder, you know, Saunders is right beside uh, 
uh, 30 Minutes. We tasted that the last time we were here together. Mm -hmm. And I do want to mention that Warren Saunders is 92. Beppe nice. Beppe did an article on him in yeah, the Globe. I, which is a great article if anyone should read it and someone we should try to get in touch with to talk to for the podcast. Right. We shall do that. His kids are taking over the business. Yeah, Anne-Marie, and that's organic. Anne-Marie yep. turned... Uh, Saunders, Anne-Marie, and, and Leslie, but Anne-Marie turned Saunders into an organic domain, but they don't make their own wine, so I... It'd be I'm, cool to sit down with the two of them. Got it. Aside. All right, so, little stump the stoop. I've got uh, a few wines, actually, eight of them today. I think, Thomas, you said you brought some, so let's see what we can do yeah, here. Yeah, we'll go through them quickly. So, uh... We got 12 wines here? Basically. So, the rule is... There's five minutes per wine. No more than five, then you have to put a guess on the table. Jesus, that's over 60 minutes this podcast. Could be. Four minutes per wine. Here's All right. the four minutes per wine. Who's counting? And I, uh, wait a second, I think I do have a stopwatch. I do. I have an old, you're going to love this, Tom, an old-timey stopwatch. I love those. Uh, yeah. Have so, you wound it? Oh, you're winding it right now. I'm winding it now. Here, so I'll wind it while you pour the wine. I've got to get, ready? All right, so I pour, and then I start the stopwatch. All right, so, first wine. Here we go. I want to know what, where, where it's from. Maybe uh, what you think it is. Wow. And the on the nose is Pinot now. and Burgundy. Definitely. A little mushroomy there. And they're wrapped in tin foil. Mm-hmm. Mine are gonna be mm. super mineral. Fruit's a little sour, like sour yeah, cherry. Sour cherry in a good way. I want this yeah, to be more complex. Um, I should say. Uh, for those who, who are watching or listening, and I remind you that in both English and French, Quebec, that grew up with radio, when they got to TV, this is the age of my parents and aunts, do you know? When you say, when they got to TV and you say, hey, did you see Tout le monde en parle hier soir? They would say, ah, j'ai écouté l'émission. And my aunts, my English aunts would say, I listened to the show. Yeah. Because they grew up listening to radio and yeah. they still listened to TV. Very interesting. So well, when Michael said... just means broadcast, right? Which right. could be radio or television. That's and right. Michael's completely lost. No, but Michael, no, no, I'm saying... I, no, I, he said it I understand French. I just don't speak it very well. I don't get a chance. Uh, I, but I you were also me. saying, are we on camera? We, we can say to our viewers, yes, we can say our viewers. Our viewers are listening to us. Okay. So mm. this is... So the question without is, a what doubt, is this Burgundy. Next year when we do this, we should do it on Facebook Live. All right. We'll pull it off. We'll pull it off. So. I'm guessing this is, if it's Burgundy, 2005. Wow, it's beautiful. It's uh, it's fondu. It's uh, melted. Yeah, it's, it's, it means the tannins have softened in English. <laughs> and uh, it'd be very funny if it was Gamay or something. But, yeah, uh, um, there's no way this is Gamay. I think it's for sure, for sure, for sure, if it's Burgundy, Côte de Bonne, unless it's Mercure, which is even further south. So I'm going to go with something like, you know, Valnay or Saint-Nay. I'll like guess that. Mercure because Michael loves it. Okay. And I'm going to go for like 2010. I'm not going that old. All right. So you're all five. going Pinot, right? That's yep. really... All right. So this is going to shock all of you. Oh, my God. Okay. It is a Louis Latour 2013 Bourgogne Gamay. Beautifully done, man. Latour's wow. got it. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here, Wait, here's what's the vintage? Oh, 2013. Oh, I was way off. Yeah. If you, you got... said there's no way this is Gamay... Yeah, it's Gamay from Burgundy. It's that new appellation that they've come out with, which is uh, Bourgogne Gamay. Yeah, and they also have Coteau Bourguignon. Yeah. But I just want to say that Louis Latour does a great job. And um, when you're in a restaurant and you think that all of it is going to be sort of baked sweet shit from the new world, and you see that Gamay on, I'm so buying that bottle when it's a bad one. Open the next bottle. Oh, oh we're going next. Oh, he's, oh Andre's. Oh. Jeez, we've seen the bottle. 
Well, that is such a good one. Way to go, man. That one? Oh. And, and remember in the beginning, if you want to listen to the beginning, I said at the beginning of this, kind of disappointing that it doesn't have the weight, but maybe it's because it's old. We thought it was missing weight and it was rounded out. Yeah, I think you said gonna... that my mind started going to older Pinot. Okay. So, sadly, I did a bad job of covering up the... Um... I can't see it. Okay, good. About all we can see, folks, is the vague shape of the bottle and sometimes the sort of uh, a bit of the capsule. I'm afraid to say Pinot, but I'm guessing Pinot again. Mm. This one's a, a little higher. You know what I mean by high? High is what the Brits say for uh, high-tone food. Is what you're done with? Yeah, high-tone food on yeah. the weight of volatility, but listen, lots of wines I've made have volatility. When you're using wild yeast, you can't dial in the exact level of volatility you want. You get a so you're not talking about the grape smoked marijuana? <laughs> no, like that's that. not high times. No. Yeah, there is a little bit. Obviously, it's under screw cap. It's the only one I have under screw cap. And um, oh, what is that? It's a little volatile, volatile acidity. I think it'll blow off, though. It will, yeah. In the mouth, it's totally firm. And, you know, I want to go, you know, I want to say Barbera because that high acidity and that cherry fruit. But it could be Pinot it's from... Pinot. It could it's be Pinot, Pinot from... Uh, oh, I could be wrong again. It's not county. There's a little green edge to it, which feels more like resiny wood. Um yeah, my guess is going to be 13 Pinot from where it's from, but it's a good wine. It's a good wine. It's good. No, I, I, it's almost an excellent wine. I like it. I like this wine. Hey, again, I think this is going to shock both of you. This it's is from right, right here in Ontario. It is Gamay Featherstone 2010. Okay. So well, can I, we, I said that about the last wine. Can we apply this guess to the last? Yes. Wine? Okay. So that that counts there. So oh, that's great. Yeah. So that's a 2010. Uh, Featherstone Gamay. That's aged uh, very nicely. Yeah. Want one of mine now? Sure. I think that uh, volatility will go. Like yeah, it's no, just... it's just popped right out of the bottle. It's okay. Yeah. We we are not aerating any of these. We're not the... Thomas is being a little bit more guarded with his Well, I'm, I'm, I'm serving these guys his... Chardonnay for sure. Oh, he's gone white. Oh, let's just say... You. Let's just... I, we need a palette break here so we can go through all eight. Are all eight of yours are red? All eight are red because, this, I, this. because I had them uh, all downstairs, so I, cool, cool, I didn't cool. want to have to run upstairs. To this is so much fun, guys. We should have a, we should, you know what, we should, whoever listens to this podcast and writes in should come in for this part of the next session, Stump the Chumps, and get to drink these with us. Hey, you should, you should choose it. So that is a... Don't tell us what it is. Yeah, I mean, do tell us what it is. Well, I think you said it was a Chardonnay. It is a Chardonnay. So... Uh, where's the cap? Let's put the cap back on that because Lord knows we kick it over. Andre's not going to be ha get it to have any more later. You know, this is it's a little bit, it's a little bit mineral. Yeah, it's, I, it's, it's yes. got that gun flint finish yes. to it. So I'm going to guess Chablis. You mentioned that when we were talking mm -hmm. earlier. Yes, and 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 um, nicely handled, I think. The I'm acids dry. Are, the acids are I don't, nice and soft. I don't think it's French. I think it's Ontario. I don't think it is. I think it's Ontario. Okay. I'm guessing Chablis, and I'm guessing... Chardonnay, Ontario. I'm going to guess 2014. We'll get this in the fridge because uh, Andrew's going to be drinking it tonight. This is the new projects coming to the I4C. Roberto, oh. Stephen, and Thomas from Coastal Chile, man. We're Chile? Holy shit. I know. Barrel fermented. We eat it first because he's the Chardonnay boy. Oh, that he is the Chardonnay. That's really Barrel nice. fermented. Isn't that fine? That is, is this neutral oak, Thomas? Yeah, of course. Uh, a little bit of new. we got to build up our oak stocks, but yeah, isn't that fun? That's those, how the Chile? Those acids are nice so this, and is, round, this is the project though? you're working on in Chile. So you mm -hmm. hear it here first, folks. Uh, Thomas is working on a project in Chile. But it's not Batchelder. It's not Cadiz. It's RST, Roberto Echeverria, Stephen, 
Campbell of Lifford and Thomas Batchelder. Oh. So we call it RST. And we're sitting there. I'm like, love the story of the three men, but people in the stores won't give a shit. So I go, what? Let's call it RST, Real Southern Terroir. And they go, they correct me and they go, great people who speak great English. And so they go, it's really Southern Terroir. I said, that may be correct, but you got to say, if you're North American, real Southern Terroir. See, what you should have done on the label, and people can't see it, there's a big R, there's a big S, there's a big T. You should have just kind of secreted a little E in there, a little rest. <laughs> well, so the how, much, I, how much are you guys going to be selling this for? This is $19.99. It just, it just sold out of the uh, the SAQ because we had so little. And the next next vintage is coming to Ontario. It'll be at the I4C, but we don't know when it's going to be released. Oh. I don't know these things. But it is coming to Ontario, so people will see it. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. exciting. All right. So, Thomas, you're not you're not busy enough already doing Oregon and Burgundy that you decided to go down to Chile. Well, yeah, Stephen like, Campbell made me go down, and I love Roberto Echeverri and his family. So he's like, you know what? I need another project because I am really tired of what I'm doing now. Okay, I'm going to try again. This okay. smells like Pinot. This smells like Pinot. This is mushroomy Pinot, so that's a good thing. It means we've got some age here. Finally, I think you got the age you're looking for. Mushroomy, See, this, slightly this is, hazelnutty. This like a bit of that mushroomy note that was on the on the first one, but I'm I'm thinking Guinness. I'm afraid to guess anything because I'm just showing how little I know here. This is mushroomy, earthy. Yeah, there's some real interesting. You know that here. that Chardonnay sharpened me up to be able to have more Pinot, which is a good thing. There's still some vanilla on the palate. But what if oak? this was a Nebbiolo? What if this was a Barbera? It has way too much mouthfeel for Barbero. so I think. Well, we were right about being in Burgundy with the first one. I'm going to go with Burgundy for the second, for this. Uh, I like this wine. I like this wine. So I'm, what's for supper? This uh, sausages. sausages. Honey, garlic, and Oktoberfest. Okay, well, if it doesn't go with this, I'll just sit in the corner until That's the That's what I always tell people. I always say, if the wine doesn't go with the food, don't have them together. Why do you have to, why do you have to match? This will be the in his next is, book. The finish is great on this. It's nice. All right. It's got a nice length, but it's fairly clean. Thomas, did you really like that? I love that. Okay, that what are you saying? Bur- Burgundian Pinot your, is your guess, Thomas? It's hard to see the new world in it, but it's so beautiful. When did, so you, leave, when did you leave Le Clos? Can I ask that question? I left. I'm guessing Niagara for the record before oh, you open I, it. This seems like one I started and one Seb finished, which would be nine. This is a 2011 Le Clos Jordan yes. vineyard. So that is Noir. nothing to do with it. I was consulting in 10. This is Seb all alone doing his good thing. And... and uh, I have one little prematurely aged for 11, but very, very good. And Seb's amazing. You should see the top cuvées of Pinot he's doing at Megalomaniac now. Sebastien Jacquet, one little bit of news here is that if you're a lover of Pinot Noir, you know, the Seb was born right beside Sancerre, but technically in Burgundy. Hmm. So it's like if you're born in Ontario in the wine region, but you live in Dunville... Or, you, you know, you live in just, oh, I guess people aren't going to know that, but a little farther away from the vines. But Seb grew up drinking Sauvignon Blanc and Pinot. When he went to school, it was Chardonnay and Pinot. No Sauvignon Blanc allowed in Burgundy, right? Yeah. Except for in Chablis, this little Sauvignon de Saint-Brie. Well, he's got Sauvignon Blanc in the portfolio of Megalomaniac now. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's one of the... He's a, he, what you don't understand, and I say this to myself, is in Niagara, we have some... Can I start over? In Ontario, <laughs> we have some of the greatest winemakers and viticulturists in the world, yep. also marketers and the whole deal. We are, they used to, when I moved here, they called it Napa of the North. Now nobody says that anymore. You know what they say? They say another word with them. They say Niagara because we exist on yep. our own some. 
That's true. You are you ready for something here? I'm not. I, you... I have to get it open. I need something of yours. Okay. No. So this is we... a fantastic tasting, and Seb. Oh my God! I'm calling him. I'm going to text him when I get off. His eleven is so rocking. I just went this past weekend and tasted some of his uh, Bordeaux's. Bordeaux with him or without him? Without him. That's good because he can cast a spell on you. Exactly. I walked out with a bottle of the 2016 Frank Cabernet, which is awesome, and the Bespoke Merlot, which is a little pricey. It's pushing 60 bucks a bottle, but if I could have afforded it, I would have left with a bottle of that. And anyone who knows how I feel about Merlot in Niagara knows that it's saying a lot. It is saying a lot. And um, this is wine is not saying a lot. It is saying a lot to me, but I'm going to have to guess it. But I don't know why I'm thinking the Finger Lakes now, but I will tell you. I will tell you something. I have a big dream. There's one woman in Quebec, and if she's listening to this, would you please email me because I've lost your card. And there's about three beings on this planet, and I want to add you two to it. In an age where Trump wants to build a wall, could we destroy the border? What I would love to do is have Finger Lake wine maniacs, and there are some. Maybe they're not in New York City. Yep. And they're upstate New York, and there's a lot of people in upstate New York. They look at Niagara as a big smoke. What I would like to them to look at is Niagara is, we got to go more often. And I'd like us to say, our wines, instead of saying our wines are better than the Finger Lakes, say, oh, man, is that ever a recent destination? Yep. Or, oh, and could we erase the border? Because if, if the Finger Lakes was Canada... We'd be going every four or five weeks. Let me give a, a shout out yeah, to. It's beautiful, it's beautiful uh, in the Finger Lakes. Let me give a shout out to Boundary Breaks and Bloomer Creek down in Finger Lakes off Lake Seneca. And uh, on Instagram, Paul Hobbs just posted a photo of his vineyard looking very healthy and evolving on the southeast side of Lake Seneca. So there's some cool shit about to happen. Down well, there. One of my favorite ones when I was down there was Lamarole Landing. I thought they were awesome. They're awesome, and I, and you know for the Pinot ones, it's ravines not like our yep. ravine yeah and then you've got element which is a great chef who's also a great winemaker chris and uh i'm going to more to finger lakes and this one you got I'm a project gonna... down there now too you want to tell us about i'll tell you about it on saturday but i don't have anything today <laughs> but if i get drunk and somebody says we should do a couple of barrels of peanut i go that sounds great <laughs> can i get a nexus card yeah <laughs> But you know what? Listen to this. I love a Nexus card. i got to tell you that. Okay, go on. I yep. want to tell you this. We do not have a Nexus card. Have a have a, have a, um, a pass, a thing in my passport, the visa to get to Oregon more often. But the cool thing is this. I really, really want to go there more often. And we, Batchelder, has been shut out of New York City since the beginning. It's such a dog-eat-dog environment. And I yep. love New York City. My sister-in-law lives there. But one day I realized, wow, why don't I just go right across the border? And we have lake distribution, lake distribution yep. in Rochester, and try it distribution in Buffalo, and those guys are just starting with us, and they're so happy to have a Niagara, you know, yeah. wine, and we're so happy to have a New, New York, York thing. And every freaking time I'm going to go over there, I'm going to try to erase the border a little more, mm -hmm. because. Prince Edward County is one of my favorite places in the world, but I gotta say it's a long drive and you have to go through Toronto. Yeah. Here you have to go through a border, which sucks. Yeah. Right? But if you have a Nexus card, you don't have to worry about it. Okay. So we're at the three minute mark. What is this wine? Okay, this is obviously a fantastic <laughs> older hybrid from Niagara or the Finger Lake. You think it's like Zweigelt? It's something like Zweigelt. I don't think it's Zweigelt. It's, this this sounds is like an really older, good. Older Franck. 
quality to me, but I can see the bottle shape is a burgundy style bottle. That doesn't matter in the old days. Don't matter. Okay, I got a feeling this is older Franc. You think it's older Cabernet Franc from where? From here. From Ontario. From Niagara. Thomas, do we have a? He spoke with such authority. I have no. I have no. You have no. No. Way to no say desire it. to go against it. This got me off of my finger like tangerine. Yeah. Yeah. So I want to bow to Andre, who tastes a lot more other stuff than I do. Although I did start as a journalist, you continue as a journalist. Andre, I'm going to tell you, it's from Chenon. It really is. It's a, Holy yes. shit! It is Whoa! Cabernet Franc. But not from Ontario. It is from Chenon. When they do that bow down thing, I love it. What's that bow down thing people do? What uh, We're not worthy? Yeah, we are not worthy. So it's an 03. For it's sure it's older. 2003. You, know what, what, you slammed it. And it's yeah, not green. Sure. And it's not no, two bell pepper. That's lovely. That's No, it's good. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to enjoy that. Domaine later. de Beausejour. So how's that? Well, that that's... Uh, I'm impressed with myself right now. I, no, no, you know what? Andre's going to walk out and drop the mic. <laughs> Don't drop this when it was expensive. Um, okay, but, I got one. Do you have anything else open? Open one more. One more? Okay, so here we go. Wine number five. Here we go. Oh, that now, looks like plastic cork. It looks like a Noma cork. So it is a plastic cork, Thomas. So here okay, we go. I just want to say something that when I told you guys that it was a plant-based organic cork, you cons- in the last emission, you consist- consistently said it was plastic, which is fair enough, but we must research Ken Wright and all of his wines under Noma but Ken, I, I will do that. But, but what I I'd mean, like to know, the thing is, it feels like plastic. But what I what, what I'd like to know uh, from Ken Wright is, does he have a, problems? Uh, no, does he have? Um, uh, uh, I guess the word is a, a control group. Does he have stuff under screw cap? Does he do also do a few bottles under cork? Has his sales gone down? Ooh, guys, is the experience? Guys, here? listen. I know we're back on the cork tangent, but you got to smell this. I love this. This is the green this green is, of the old Coke bottle. This is like uh, port almost. Yes. Holy shit. Is it sweet? No. Well, did you taste it yet? No, but it smells sweet. Mm. You'll tell me because I can't. Oh, uh, my God. Oh, God. Thomas, you got to taste that. I can't even guess. It's so messed up. Hold on. We're going to be under the one-minute rule here. It tastes like it's, it tastes like raisins. It, it tastes like, like Sultana raisins. Like Sultana raisins. It's old, man. It's faded. It's gone. Okay, so it is a 2001 Ruby Cabernet Pinotage. Oh, that's Cheetah Valley in South Africa. Okay, that's the weirdest Cheetah Valley, like a, like a Cheetah Cat. Cheetah Cat, Cheetah Valley. Did you know Ruby Cabernet Cheetah Pinotage? Did you know that Cheetah Valley existed, Monsieur Pooh? Did not know that. Did not know that. That is, uh, that is I have, foul. I have read every word of certain wine encyclopedias and or vines, grapes, and wine kind of thing. Never heard of the Cheetah Valley. Cheetah Valley is the name of the uh, winery. Uh, again, under plastic. Now, I don't know how well Ruby Cabernet, but Pinotage, I've had older Pinotages that, that age quite well. Well, the crazy thing about Ruby Cabernet is Ruby Cabernet is Cabernet Sauvignon, and it's a cross. It's a vinifer cross. Uh, the viewers should know that you can have crosses that are vinifera. Uh, um, and so Ruby Cabernet is Carignan cool. and Cabernet. Hang on, that wine has a long finish. Oh, yeah, that's just... I thought it was California, so that's amazing. But, but Ruby Cabernet does come from California, and Pinotage, because they wanted the word Hermitage in there, and they wanted Pinot, but yeah. that's actually another Carignan. 
I think it's Carignan and Pinot, Pinot Tash. And so, well, Pinot Tash is Sinso and, and Pinot and Pinot Noir. Sinso and Pinot yeah, Noir, yeah. and Ruby Cabernet is Carignan and Cabernet Sauvignon. So that is a totally fucked up wine that is lovely. <laughs> Oh wait a sec! Did we? Is this a is this a viewer problem? Did you taste no, that? Not a problem. I loved it. Yeah. You really it. like that one? Oh, okay. Oh, well, I did can, not care for then it. Then you can drink it all you want. No, tonight. no, I'm not going to drink any more of that tonight. <laughs> so, I loved. I started out as a home winemaker making Ruby Cabernet from California. So that so, came in a box. Yeah, like Juice. no, no, it came as grapes, moldy grapes from California oh. that I had to sort even then. Well, I don't know. I think we may need a Chardonnay rinser here. Or oh, a, yeah. a, is it a white or is it a red? It's a red, but I need a rinser just myself. Oh. Well, here yeah, we have a Chardonnay glass. Uh, well, let's no, do the Chardonnay glass. Three bottles of water right there too. Uh, well, wait a sec. We don't undo our palates, do we? Okay, we're going back to your Chardonnay here. Yeah. No, not mine. It's just a Chardonnay. You can go to anyone. But this is uh, the RST one. But okay, I'm doing the same thing. Okay. Here we go. Let's see what you got, Thomas. Okay, I'm doing. I'm doing it in. I. I my point is, I am doing this next wine, next two wines okay. in the Chardonnay glass, the red wines. But that wine had, you know, it was funkadelic. It was pungent. There was something funny about it. It stings the nostrils. And everything else that you uh, that you owned. I no longer need the flu shot. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh god. Here we go. As I said, there was going to be some funky ones this year. This is a producer who I myself have visited. Oh, no, the funky ones are a great honor. That's a great honor to me. Like I'm a curious guy. Great honor that you poured two grape types. Made of vinifera crosses from a country that I never would have guessed. We're going right to 2016 with a wine that has nothing to do with me. Promise, promise, promise. This is in 2016? Oh, yeah, we're going right to 2016. This is one of my favorite producers for this area in the world. I want to say that's Gaming. Ding! Michael Pincus has just won a gold star on his report card. Woo! That's, that's lovely. That's beautiful, juicy. This is... Like it's really sharp out of the glass, oh, but really soft on the palate. Oh, there's like a mushroom note on it too. Lovely and juicy, brulee, brulee, but brulee from the great grower Decombe. So it's, it's if you pronounce it in English, it's Descombes, D-E-S-C-O-M-B-E-S, Decombe, and he's in Morgon, Villiers Morgon. He is one of the greatest producers of Morgon. His Cote de P is P-Y, is. <laughs> I know that appellation. I know, but it sounds really funny the way he In said English. It. Because he had to say P-Y so that people didn't agree. <laughs> it's code to P. Well, what? Th- thanks for reading that, Thomas. That's great. Yeah, I know. That was the stump to jump one. Well, I'm glad, I can, I, I'm glad uh, every so often I can I can pull one out of the bag there. No, no, no. I got two in a row. I got two. Let's see. No, I got three in a row, baby. Are you ready? You want I number, am ready. No, I'm ready. six or? No, I want to finish with yours because yours are so cool. No, okay. I got to finish with mine first. Oh, you want to okay, finish, finish with, with yours. yours? Okay, got it, got it. Okay, you got so three more left stop already. Fighting over the corkscrew, Michael. You should have like eight hundred lying around. Michael, will you give um, <laughs> Michael? Will you give a reporter a reportage to our viewers? Uh oh, we'll give a reportage to our viewers on how we're doing on the four minute rule and the twelve wines. Or what have we got we're here? Doing well, pretty good. See, we're we're doing at the twenty five minute two, mark. Three, four, five, six, seven wines. We're at the twenty five minute mark or so. Uh, plus, uh, twenty. We're doing all right. I think we'll make it. I think we're actually, we're actually don't be than the over season. over optimistic. Well, some of these wines I think are gonna gonna cause a little more discussion as we get uh, as we get deeper okay. into them. Oh yeah, me I like Gamay is pretty. I want to make know. sure it's not corked. Hold on, 
Gamay is one of those one of those grapes that you can pretty much pick out. You're like, oh, that's that's Gamay. No, clearly you can pretty much pick it out. Oh, I love we Gamay. We were unable to. We called a Burgundy a Burgundy earlier, we did. and it was a Gamay Burgundy as opposed to a. Well, that's mm. that's one of those funky ones because there is some Pinot Noir in that in that Burgundy, right? So that's what that's what I think makes it so much so much fun. One, you know what they said in Scrooge, eh? About celebrating Christmas as opposed to not. Scrooge said, a year older and not a minute wiser. I love that. Because he was putting down Christmas. Yeah. Why are we talking about Christmas in July? Will you taste this wine, please? Oh, I'm sorry. I was opening. I'm trying to, you know, get... Um, I just want to prove. Where's that Daycombe wine? Oh, it's up down here. Can I see it? I want to see the label. So, oh, sorry. Not Chino. If you go to Beaujolais, go to Villiers Morgan, okay. which is the epicenter of all everything's Burgundian. Okay. Things are done in, in cement vats there and they go into oak or don't. But cement vats are porous like oak, right? That's why people are using the concor- the, the egg. And there you go. The audacity to put a Niagara single vineyard after a I, I wanted to say it's Gamay, but I just didn't. wanted you to see it. You're a year older and you not a minute the, wiser. This is the Bachelder Wismer Foxcroft twenty sixteen. I absolutely love this one. Well, Niagara, that you made Gamay see, I, just I, blows I, me away, Thomas. It's, and a, it's the fact it's I Burgundy. couldn't I couldn't put my finger on this being Gamay from Niagara because it's uh, Thomas, it's too refined. But what I like is this. No, no, I'm not ready to bow at your feet. I love, I'm not I ready love to bow at anybody's hey, feet. Hey, it's not, it's not bowing at the feet. It's just, let's face it, Niag- uh, most Gamay from Niagara, whether it's it's Malibor 13th Street or Chateau de Charme, is a little rough around the edges, as great Gamay can and should be. Should be. Your Gamay is insanely elegant, smooth, there and is, soft. There is a smoothness to your Gamay that I But really you know, do. you know, the thing that's interesting is, though, the thing you got to do when you're trying to learn as a winemaker, so there's two things you want to do. You want, and, and I don't know Gamay, right? And so I don't know Are Sauvignon sure? Blanc. I love them. You no, know, but I'm learning. But here's the thing. Are we going what, back to the Bruy? Yeah, we're going back to the Bruy. Oh. The Bruy will be better. These are one of the greatest in, in Beaujolais, and it's a better terroir. But, but you always put the thing you're afraid of failing after the good thing. Because the brie will probably open tonight and will drain the bottle in five minutes. It's more tightly wound, right? It is very tightly wound. That is. So that's the thing about Burgundy. You can make Burgundy look bad by showing your fleshier Niagara Pinot first. Talking about Pinot for a sec. Or Chardot. Or you can make yours look bad by showing the Burgundy first and putting it after. If you stand up after Burgundy, sort of okay... Or a Beaujolais, sort of okay. You know, you're on the right track. And when we're, what you have to understand what the viewers, your new appellation, what the viewers have to understand here is we want Niagara, we want Ontario to have a place. It doesn't always have to be the best. We want to express our terroir. Yeah. If somebody likes Beaujolais, which has been there for 2,000 years better, that's good. We'll buy some. Just saying, though, we're trying here too. And it may not, we may be a thousand. 500 years short and the sun comes through and one more picture there we go just okay i i really liked your um i really i really liked uh, your gamay thomas that was great i like the marie i think i would drink yours just a little bit a little bit more it's more what's sooner. that word sessionable sessionable it, it yep. is sessionable you more sooner yeah yeah I have heard the, the, that one. The brie needs some time to calm down. It's a little bit ob- obtuse right now. My my it, my guess is and Decom, I like I'm telling you, get off the boat and run to Villiers Morgan and go to Decom. They don't do 
anything false. They just do their wine, they get out in their vines, and they do it. Wismer Foxcroft, which I've only ever made Chardonnay from, and Kevin Panagopka, and a bunch yep. of people, right? Now, Cloudsley's doing it. A lot of people are doing it. Paul Pender's done it over there at the Taws. But Wismer Foxcroft is a great vineyard on Vineland, and it's amazing. Of course, Shiraz does it. Phil's done it over at Angel's Gate. Oh, Angel's Gate, there's another good Pinot winery. We've had a lot of them here in Niagara. Yep. Rosewood? So you've got a Rosewood screw cap there? Is that, you, don't need gonna, the court, I, you don't need the court screw? No. And, and, oh, by the way. It's a beer. Can we, can we have a shout-out to my Kiwi friends? Yeah, do it. Assuming that Coravan yeah. continues to be a good thing. Yeah. And so the, um, the Pall Mall, 67 Pall Mall off of uh, High Park in London, which is a wine club I could never afford to be in, has 2,000 wines by the glass because of Coravan. You cannot, Coravan is the heart needle that was, you know, for heart surgery that was then put into wine. And so you can, it, it, it puts, it pulls a glass of wine off and it puts nitrogen above the space created and it lets the wine last in bottles. So you can say, let's have five expensive burgundies tonight, one glass each, honey. You know, you're not honey. No, saying. I understand that. But I also, I also uh, know a, um, Let me see it first if it an agent friend who says it's great for him that way. But if you're looking for it to age longer, like you go, you pour that glass of wine and go, okay, that glass is wonderful. Let's wait another year. He says it does not work as well as you think it does for so, that year. So here's why I think it doesn't work. This is back to Pinot. Why I think it doesn't work as well is this. Did you know that there's dissolved CO2 in all wines? So the dissolved CO2 in a champagne is o out over the roof. Okay. In a Pinot, in a Pinot Grigio from Alto Adige, it's uh, this is definitely a Pinot from uh, Chile. That's what I thought you said. Yep, that's a Chilean. You pulled that Pinot. bottle out too quick, and Michael <laughs> saw you pull it to the table. No, don't out him. My point is this: I don't mind throwing my co-host under the bus. No, he never does. But here's the thing: when it's the same Ukuker single vineyard, but I want you to see the 16, 17s what's coming to Niagara. But the, 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 what I'm talking about here is Coravin. For two or three weeks, I agree with you guys. But after a while, all the dissolved CO2 is gone. And in uh, and, and, and dissolved CO2 in a wine exists, okay, because the barrels keep it in. Okay. And if it's gross and it's too spritzy, you rack your barrels and then bottle after you drive off some of it. Okay. But it lends to the freshness of a young wine. And people don't know that. So I'll give you next. Yep. Next. So um, so you don't believe Coravin will last more than a year? Is that what you're saying? Or I'm saying when you get past a half a bottle. Yeah, it's done. It's done if it's old wine. Yeah. If That's... it's young wine, old wine has uh, no CO2. this is cork, Michael. Oh, I didn't even taste it. You I mean, your, it already smells bad, your... but I think there's a cork, cork to this. Oh, man, I'm no, tasting it. I, I, you know, so I like it. It's rancid. Look at, it, for look at sure. that. It's brown. It's, it's bricky. The it's thing brown. is, the wine, the wine is already bad. It's hard to tell whether there's cork on top. Of, oh, you put it in your mouth. I don't know if I want to put it in my mouth. Mm -mm. I'm going to put it in my mouth. Fine. I'm, I'm not sure it. it's going down my throat, but I'm putting it in my mouth. That's what she said. <laughs> we just went from a PG rating. Yeah, that's it. That's not cork. It's just it's just oh. old. And um, is this old pronk as well? I guess the old Franck. This has got to be. This has got to be Vinifero. This cannot be hybrid. It's too good to be hybrid. It's a uh, 2000 Merlot from Veneto, Zonin. I was married in Venice. Oh, there you go. 
So going back next year, as I as I said, uh, I, I didn't think all of them were going to be gems this year. And then, you know, that's uh, that's an old Merlot uh, from a region that really you don't really think of Merlot from. So I thought that would be a real stump the stupid if somebody had said for me that's a Veneto Merlot. Why do you have that? No, but here's the thing. Because I like that pro- he does that. I like that he does that. It, it appeals to my curiosity. I like that Ruby Cabernet style. Yeah. Pinot Tash. You gotta you gotta have somebody doing this weird Wait, shit. Thomas, have, you, have you ever seen Michael's cellar? No, I gotta see it. Yeah, okay. we'll take a look after this. Okay. The next time I get invited to the Finger Lakes, I am so trading a wine with one of these guys, and I'm gonna bring you guys back a Stump the Chumps New Jersey wine. Have you ever had a New Jersey wine? New Jersey? I not. But we had one from is, Kentucky last year, remember? Is, is you the, gotta love the North... East Appalachians. So, so, so New Jersey is that like one of those wines that'll? It's a deal you can't refuse or something like that. Is that is that what? I'll give you a Cabernet you can't refuse. Runaway American dreams. Oh, it's another older. It's just, baby. Yeah, it's older, I was born older. to run. Would you like more of that? Yeah, I'm drinking it, man. Oh, he's gonna drink it. Oh, you like the old Merlot? Oh yeah, he liked that old Merlot. So now number seven. Our viewers should know that we've been spitting, but you got to have two taste of it when you're spitting okay there's so, weight to that veneto merlot i'm so, going there next year so the, the only problem is i need more than a year to raise the money to go mm, that's probably eh? that is an older one <laughs> i actually like i like this one okay thomas uh, i'm gonna drink this esca ad straight from the bottles because i need to refresh the old palate oh that's got a little bit of a sweetness to it it does oh and a creamy finish. Yeah. <laughs> Again, uh, but I'm not going to say it this time. <laughs> you can tell we've had over 12 bottles of wine on the day. Yeah, there's a I, I don't know. I don't know if that's that sweetness because it's not cloying on the finish. Like I think I think it might, just might be ripeness. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to guess O2 from Niagara, and I'm not sure varietal. Wow, is that a good guess? And wow, is that right? I'm thinking as um, it's 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 Franc Merlot or Cab Sauvage, a blend of the three, is my guess. Let's let's blow our whole four minutes on this one. This okay. is a good wine. This is a good wine. This is a good wine. So we got we've got about and a, I know you we've said got about a two and a half minutes left. Okay, let's, I know you let's said talk sweetness about on this, but like I really think it's just phenolic ripeness. It's sweet it's fruit. It's not sweet as in sweet. There's yeah. some sweet fruit on here, and like this vanilla from the oak. Yeah, pop pop right through, but it's not overpowering so so give me you guys are the pioneers in many ways uh, of course 30 bench was a pioneer and all that i just want to tell you about these new jersey guys so you you understand <laughs> your new jersey boys your place in history because those guys i'm at a conference that is pennsylvania ontario finger lakes hudson valley north fork long island who think they're the best because they got the money yeah and they got proximity to new york and New Jersey, right? And you're like Maryland, and so Virginia a little bit, Northern Virginia, and you're tasting a New Jersey wine, and the guy looks at you. He's an educator in the school, like many of our great educators here, like Ron Giesbrick and all the guys down at Niagara College and Brock and gals, you know Jennifer Wilms. I, I we could do a million shoutouts, but the he looks at me and he goes, "This is, well, this is the best marathon." Marichal Foch we've ever done and I'm like I want to go to my room and giggle and about a year later I realized this is how regions are formed by super passionate people pushing whatever the region can do in that time when Carl Kaiser and Paul Bosk and Donald Zeraldo did it and, the, and you know Donald Zeraldo and Paul Bosk are still doing it 
So what do we got here, Andre? You've <laughs> nailed a few. I already got, said it. I think it's 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 one of the one of the Bordeaux style varietals, O2 Niagara, or at least hot vintage. Hot. I think it's pure Franc. I gotta say O2 or O1. Where's, where's o, the savory o, note? O1 where's was the savory no. note? Where's the savory note? There's no there's no veget- that's why I'm hesitant to say Franc. Oh man, I love it. This is good. You think it's old though? Uh, yeah, yeah, I do think yeah. It's like how old? You said 202? I said 02, 02, maybe 07. It's hot right. vintage. So here you go. Ready, ready, boys? There's dust on this bottle. There's lots of dust. Firestone Vineyard, as in the guys who made tires, if I'm not mistaken. Firestone Vineyard, 2001 Cabernet Sauvignon, California, Central Coast. Oh, that's got a cool climate well. feel to it, too. It's got the acid. That's what does the Central Coast mean? I, who the hell knows? <laughs> yeah, but it's not like the the uh, Penfolds, Eastern Australia, which sounds like no. A I think place. Central Coast yeah. means further up north or north. Yeah, Monterey. Monterey. From Monterey. Yeah, no, I Mon- didn't pay Mon- attention to the Appalachian. It's in Napa Valley. No, Ma- Monterey would say Monterey, but in two thousand one, uh, so it's Central Coast. I, I would believe that's a, a mix of Appalachians. And how much did you pay? I, w- I you know what? At the time that I was buying wine, um, what is that? Two thousand one, I said. Uh, at that time, I'm probably paying ten dollars, maybe fifteen dollars a bottle. No more. So than that. Central Coast goes twelve dollars from... a bottle. That was for sure a uh, a vintages release that I would have picked up. I want to say that Cal- it looks like Central Coast goes from Santa Cruz down to let's see, Point Mugu and Monterey Bay. There you go, Monterey. You know what? Here's the thing that. California is a great place to make wine. Okay, let's hope it doesn't turn into a desert or the fault line falls off into the sea. Because, but it's a great place to make wine. I think people were making more humble wines back then, mm-hmm. and not as much spending as much time trying to please the consumer. I think you still you still have that. You got to look for it. Like I, I rented a car, went from. See, Napa is kind of interesting because they don't really give I'll a give shit about. The entry-level consumer and the wines there. I spent more money in Napa than I ever thought I would because there were great producers who convinced amazing me. Amazing producers. But they convinced me to spend a hundred bucks a bottle, which is something I never thought I would do, and I'm very happy to have those in my collection for a special occasion. I went there and I tried to understand the difference between Rutherford dust and the Oakville thing and Saint Helena. Impossible. I think Rutherford dust actually exists. How much time we got? Four minutes. And we just started. In four minutes. And actually, Anyways, you to know what? My, gonna... To finish my point, I think there's some great humble winemaking taking place in Sonoma County. Uh, yeah. A shout out to the people at Comstock who have been great. I've seen that winery go from half constructed to finished, and they're very gracious and were great to share a drink with at the uh, the Geyserville Gun Club. Which Geyserville is, Gun Club. Which is a hipsterish bar in Geyserville and not a gun Where club. They, they don't kill animals there. No. So. Wow. What do you got to say about that one? I got to say that it's... That's got some weight. That's got a little... That's obviously a top Bordeaux blend from where the hell I don't know. No. Thomas, I can't tell if you're being serious or not right now. No, I I mean that. It is a good wine. It's got some age on it. It's a Bordeaux blend unless it's another blend. And why I stopped saying that was... This is not Stratus, but let's say this was Stratus. No, this isn't Stratus. But Stratus is modeled after the Bordeaux blend, but they use whatever varieties work in that year, Correct. right? Yeah. And, and we can do anything in Niagara, and we can do nothing, depending on the year. I, I think this is actually from a legit warmer climate. The acids are already, like, falling right off on this. Like, it's it's really smooth on the finish. 
it's got a lot of like cocoa to the point where it's it's almost like a milk chocolate note with raspberry raspberry no, jam, it milk is chocolate. it is a milk chocolate and raspberry note i would have never got that on my own i'm gonna have a little more the thing mm. is the milk chocolate's part of the texture like it's got a big like it's a round texture and it's still making me salivate it is making me salivate and i love and a slight bitter note too from the chocolate even beginning There's one. a little more bitter chocolate, I think, than milk chocolate. But, yeah, I can see where you're But, but it does have the, the texture vanilla of milk chocolate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? The other thing is I love beginning wine lovers because they they say really true shit without knowing the right vocabulary because there is no right vocabulary, right? Whatever they come up with. And you're not a beginner, but you've still got those things. I don't know anything, Thomas. No, I but just you, drink a lot. No, but you drink a lot, and you come up with things, and you never... On lâche pas. When you're going by the boards and you're trying to score the goal and you're looking tired, in Quebec we say, Lâche pas, don't give up, just drive into the end zone, right? And here, and here we have... Cab Sauve. It's got to be Cab Sauve dominant, but it's... Uh, I just think Cab Sauve, I just got like a, I just got like a hint of that eucalyptus right when I took it in my mouth. Before it went in my mouth, like when I was taking in the air and taking the sip. Yes? No, not saying it. I said it earlier. Beyond race to say it. That's what she said. Yep. Oh my God, we're just a bunch of children here. Yep. A few bar- few bottles of wine and we become children. Uh, okay, so we're going cab stove. We got a year, maybe, maybe a country. O three, uh, warm. You just poured us California, but I'll go California again. It feels like California, but I'm gonna go something that I don't know. I've had great cabernets like this from China. I've had I don't when I was over there. I don't think Michael has any Chinese wines. No, I, I've had great cabs like this from Lebanon for sure. I don't think he has Lebanon. I do have some Lebanon. I have some yeah. Chateau Mouchard, Moussard Jeune, Moussard Jeune. But there's something. This is not Australia. Cannot be Australia. Could be. Cannot be France. It's the south of somewhere. It's California or Australia. There's no way this is Niagara. Like no way. Okay. There's no, no way Niagara. No. But you're not giving me a country. I'm saying I'm, I'm going to say California or Australia. I think you'd both be shocked to find out that it is a 2002 Carmen Reserve from Chile. This yeah. is Chile's day, man. They're rocking it today. Yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful wine. Frig, is that good? Saw that. How much did you pay for this? Again, again no. That when, label's nice. That label's still nice. When I that, 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 that tastes that, like uh, just for the folks viewing out there. That tastes like a $70 wine. When I uh, If that label was on the shelf now, the way it is, then I'm, I'll bet you this winery has redesigned the shit out of their labels. I, think it's a I would label. buy that because it's a very classic, traditional label, and I Agreed. like shiny things. Yeah, because what the, so to explain people what it is, is it like it's a burgundy or a... Dark a bur- burgundy label. Bur- dark burgundy label with gold print and a little bit of black on it. Um, they also had a black label with still the same gold on it um because i have some other stuff from these guys in that tape as i said it's 2002 uh, but you asked when i would have bought this or how much i paid uh at this time this is why i find these wines so interesting and why i hold on andre goes why do you hold on to this stuff no i get it though i to get stump it. us but, to stump us but i mean not to stump but look when i bought this in you know this veneto merlot in 2001 i wasn't going i can't wait till thomas batchelder comes over so no, I no, you buy it <laughs> no, but, here's the, but here's you buy the... it and you hold it and, and and these these this bottles here yeah. have got to be between nine and fifteen dollars because at that so, time that's what I set my limit as. I said, look, I am not buying wine 
over nine dollars over the yeah yeah i'm not the saying thing i appreciate about it though is like so for me i now have these the this handful of californian bottles that are hundred dollars a bottle and i'm not going to age them for 10 or 15 years oh you should I don't, but i i, I know i don't need one to. bottle or i know two. i don't i know i don't need to but the thing is i still run the risk that three or five years from now something has gone wrong yep and if there's even a little bit of TCA on one of those oh, ports... Oh, it's finished anyway, five years on. It's and that's it. Yours. And that's it. Well, but, I mean, if I open one of these wines young and there's a little bit of cork tank, fine. Slightly cork might be able to drink it. But, like, five years from now, my heart might be broken. Where for you, you could get ten bottles of these for what I paid for one of them. Correct. And you can drink them while they're good, while they're young, and, and see how they evolve. But how, how, <laughs> thrilled, how thrilled am I with this? I'm, with I'm this, super thrilled. With this Chanon, which I know for sure I paid a, a minimum of $12. Well, that Chanel would be fifty bucks today. Though. And that label is garbage, but I still love it. It's uh, it's just amazing. And I think what I like to show. Are you going to put this people, on your website, like the picture of this Chanel label? Yeah, they'll be they'll be on there. But I, but I'll, call people, I'll, I'll call people out on shitty labels. That's no, but that's the Domaine de la Boucherie. Uh, that's what they okay, call okay, the but, 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 but just touch the paper stock on that. Even you use like a a, a, a thicker one. But like what, I, what is, I'm it's saying slick is, plastic. this is it's like shrink wrap. It, it 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 feels yeah. Okay, before we before we close off this podcast, okay. what I'd like to say to people is this: Look, spend nine, spend ten, spend fifteen, spend twenty dollars, age them. You know, if you if you try a wine. And it's, you know, uh, it's $20. Don't think that it can't age. Just go, you know what? I'd like to try to age that. Yep. I was talking to some folks. I, I agree I, with that. To- that's why I love what you did here. I, I do I do, I do, do some wine tours for the Niagara Vintage, uh, uh, Niagara Vintage Wine Tour Company. And I, I had some people ask me yesterday, they said, how do you know if a wine's going to age or if you're going to like an aged wine? Here's what I'm going to always tell somebody. Go out to the LCBO or wherever you buy your wine. Buy a cheap wine in a by the case by $15 bottles of wine buy a case and and every year open a bottle of that wine to see if you're gonna like it or not you yep. know what I, so you see well, you, first of all you'll find out how that wine ages and then after that you know so if you know uh, after three years you, you, you've opened three bottles and you like that wine still open the fourth open the fifth open the sixth by the time it gets I don't know seven years maybe uh, the fruit's gone I don't like it a nice part about the LCBO is you can bring it back so, and then I want to add something to that, which is when you get to the end and you think you've got three bottles left and you think it tastes tired, yep. then wait a bit and see if it holds. Because when they get older, there's bottle variation. Correct. So so you might get a fresh one the next one. Believe it or not, I did it with, uh, of all wines, Gato Negro. I uh, did it with, no, I did it with Conchi Toro, but 20 years ago. But that's right, San Pedro, oh. Gato Negro, that's what I did. I got to year five before I realized that that's, plastic cork was the thing that was ruining these wines. And that brings us back to the cork issue, Michael. which now we should stop. Michael, Michael, <laughs> Michael, do we have any bottles left? We're done. We're done. Oh my God, we did it. I am going to take this empty bottle of Chinon home, spray paint it gold and put it on my mantle as a trophy because I was able to guess Old Cab Franc. Big I'm moment. So, we are so proud Big of moment. you. We are so proud of you. I know something about wine. That's what she said. Mary, Mary's here. It's and time she, for dinner. It's time for dinner. 
Thomas, once again, thank you. We'll see you next year. I can't believe I have to wait till next year to get the last chapter of the story. But the thing is, we're another year under our belt, so it might not even be the end of it. I don't think it'll be the end. I really think we're gonna get what? We're gonna get like the first couple of years of, of Batchelder. Well, hopefully, then... we're, we're gonna we're gonna get uh, a couple of months of Batchelder and maybe a year of uh, Kalus, and but, we'll go but, off on a tangerine Michael, about Michael, uh, Michael. how you chose your glass. Hey, in this, <laughs> listen, look it. Oh, lift up, lift up that bottle of Chardonnay from Chile. We have another chapter in the Thomas Bichelder oh, story true. that adds story another continues. country to it. I'm going to the Finger Lakes tomorrow for my for my honeymoon. Oh, 29 years later, we're going for our honeymoon. Yeah, that's not a bad place. To so I know, I know, no, we're good. No, because 30 years next year, we got to go to. By the way, if any of you like me got married when you're 15. You're not that old when it's your 30th, right? <laughs> just saying. For my young bride upstairs, he's laughing at me. She's not yeah, even, just, she's not even listening, but I hope I hope you uh, play this podcast for her so she knows that you were thinking oh, of her. I'll my mom, sure. I want to talk. we got to tag Mary in it. I got her on Facebook. Don't worry. i got to say one more thing about hockey. Okay. You guys are going to love this. Nope. So I was young enough to see. Play goalie for, for the Montreal Canadiens? No, I was young enough to see the Russia-Canada, the first series. 72. Yeah, and but I, I again, I was very, very young, but I remember it. And my mom said to me, as wise as she was, she said, Elizabeth, Elizabetta, she said, you know what? The problem with the Russians is that they're all amateurs, and the can the Canadian players are all pros, and so we ha we can't we have to put our amateurs against their pros that are called amateurs. And she said, if we could ever put our pros against their guys we win well we did by not by much right but you guys at least i raised my glass to you you gotta have something in your glass michael oh i got a little bit here put a little because amateurs make the world advance the brits who stuck butterflies to wax boards and figured out all the genes of butterflies got us ahead Let's do it. Keep doing it. And next year, it's New Jersey wine. That's what I want to hear. I thought for sure, before we close that, you were going to say the Russians were going to steal an election. That's what I thought your grandmother was going to say, and I was going to say she was brilliant. <laughs> Thomas, thanks so much again. It was fun. Wide-ranging, and, and thanks for these crazy old wines. This is what Nothing I... from Kentucky this year, Michael. You let me down. No, but something from the Loire. Oh, and fine. something Never. from, uh, from Thomas' pro new project in Chile. If we could leave people with one thing that you've already said, which is because a wine has a great appellation, means it should age, doesn't mean it will age. Because a wine has a lesser appellation, which Michael has clearly learned, doesn't mean it won't age. It's a wine. It's in a bottle. Put it in your cellar. Buy more than a few of them, especially if it's inexpensive. If you think it'll age, prove it to yourself. And you, as an amateur, which is the highest thing. Amateur is higher than pro because pro turns pro and then they have to do what they have to do to remain pro. Amateurs do. There's no way I'm going to filter this wine, for instance, right? So from the wine criticism part of it, put it in your cellar and age it. The story goes Cut on. the tape. So I'm still kind of giggling a little bit over the fact that we have to have him back for part three. Yes, and we'll do another Stump the Chump. But I'm, I'm looking forward to it. People seem to really love having Thomas on. So you guys keep asking for it. We'll keep delivering. He's, he's really funny. He's funny to talk with. Uh, he doesn't always stay on topic. But anytime you get Thomas in the studio or behind a microphone, or let's be honest, you're, you're standing anywhere with him talking, he can, he can jaw your ear off. 
and it's interesting to listen to him. It's just like the the joie de vivre that guy, that guy has is incredible. Yeah, and and what? I, too bad there wasn't a video of that uh, that Sump the Chump because he was so he was like if it wasn't in such a small space he would have been jumping around and pouring the wine. And as he was telling us what it was, this well, is a Chardonnay. Should, well, yeah, okay, we should we should see about doing something like that for next year. Now we experimented with the Facebook Live. We should try doing that again in the future. Yeah, maybe somebody would like Thomas. Anyways, you can subscribe to this podcast. Um, leave a review on iTunes. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your lover. Tell your mother. Hopefully, they're not the same person. Exactly. Exactly. I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca. I'm Michael Pinkus. MichaelPinkusWineReview.com. Take us away. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.